0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
1: After going 1-3 last week with a week of tough games, the Chicago Bulls are now coming into this week facing off against the 76ers to start their week off. This is a team that's going to be an extremely difficult matchup for the Chicago Bulls. We're going to preview that game. We're also going to talk about the growth of Patrick Williams and why him unlocking his aggressiveness is truly what's going to bring his game to the next level. And then lastly, we're going to jump into the mailbag. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host Sarah Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every single social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So before we get into previewing the game, I want to talk about a couple of quotes from Billy Donovan in regards to Patrick Williams' aggressiveness. We've talked a lot about this season, about the growth of Kobe White, because it is what the story should be. For the Chicago Bulls this season. Yes, the Zach Levine trade stuff, that's going to be a story. Zach Levine and Billy Donovan and that relationship, that's going to be a story. The, all that's going to be stories, right? But the biggest positive story for the Chicago Bulls is the growth of Kobe White turning into a realized version of the flashes that he's shown. Has it been perfect? No. No player's perfect, right? But Kobe White's growth has been so great for the Chicago Bulls team that it has hopefully reminded some people that with some players, you have to be patient on them Hitting the ceiling of their potential, and Kobe White still got some things to show and, and and maintain it for a full season. But he looks like he's doing that. The player that all Bulls fans, well, oh, about every Bulls fans, is kind of waiting to see if he's ever going to hit that potential. A lot of Bulls fans is also over Patrick Williams, but that that it, it, it's Pat, right? And so he's the fourth overall pick, the uh, first pick from this regime in the draft. And so while his play has left much to be desired from the level of a fourth overall pick. And I told you guys before, I'm kind of done judging him by that. I'm judging him by what he gives us on the court. I just want to see Patrick Williams come become a productive player that carves out a role for himself, that that finds a way to impact the game, be it, be it offensively or defensively, every single day. And, and Patrick Williams and Billy Donovan have kind of been in that in the same way. Patrick Williams talking about his own development saying this, we talked about making simple plays, simple reads, that made the game easier for me or whoever else was in that slot in that corner. It made the defensive close out a lot further, and the reads easier. You got more time to make a decision, and then obviously making the shot helps, and that is good. We've and we've heard Patrick Williams say this thing before. He has a good understanding of what he needs to do. It just seems like when he's out on the basketball court, it hasn't. It doesn't always come out in the way that the Bulls would want it to 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 come out. And so Patrick Williams is starting to play a lot better, and 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 you know it's good to see him give that, especially in that last game against the Miami Heat. Just being such a major factor for the Chicago Bulls um, in the opening part of that game where we just couldn't get anything going. And Kobe White couldn't find his shot either. And Billy Donovan finally starting to seem like he understands how to prioritize the development of, of the younger players. He said this, with younger players, you don't want to you don't want to play in a wide gap where the where there are these dramatic differences. Whether he makes shots or misses shots, it's the aggressiveness. And he clearly on Thursday night wasn't as aggressive as he was Saturday. And we got to get him to be consistent doing that. He's got to own that. He, he when he does what he does Saturday, he's a huge boost to our team. But what you want to stay away from is these large gaps of where it's like, who are we getting to tonight? Patrick can control the force and aggressiveness. That's all we need consistently from him, and I think he's capable of doing that. And that's really what it comes down to Patrick Williams. When you look at the last five games for Patrick Williams, which now includes losses in it, right? It's not just riding out and talking about just a winning streak in that case. You're also talking about losses. When you look at that and the games that he's been given, 15.2 points per game, 4.8 uh rebounds per game, two point five assists per game, and that's what he's given us over the last little bit. One uh a little under a block per game, a little under a steal per game as well. But Patrick Williams is starting to perform at the way that we need and want to see Patrick Williams perform at. Now, again, that average of 15 points per game, that comes a lot from the Miami Heat game, but he's had two um, 20-point games over in the last couple of weeks, 115-point and only one 7- and one 9-point game. So at the end of the day, Patrick Williams is starting with the way that the Bulls are playing. I think also, one thing I said on the live stream where it seemed like a lot of people kind of understood more, while DeMar DeRozan has always been a mentor for Patrick Williams, I think that the place in which Patrick Williams holds DeMar in, it's almost as if this, yeah, I, I'm hearing you, DeMar. I don't want to let you down. But it almost gets him in his head a little bit more. Now that you're seeing Kobe White, take a bigger leadership role on this team you are starting to see like the way that he gets on Pat is different because Patrick Williams looks at Kobe White as a peer right this is somebody who has been here since he got drafted here who he has a relationship with and so it's a little bit different when your siblings in a way gets on you rather than your parents right like it's a little bit different respect for them not to say you don't respect your parents any less right but it's just a little bit different I think the way that Kobe White is growing as a communicator is also helping Patrick Williams realize let me go ahead and make this cut to the basket let me go ahead and get that rebound and get this put back patrick williams starting to round out and become a more aggressive player that's it i love what billy donovan said here control the controllables the one thing that you can control each and every game is going to be your aggressiveness it's going to be the effort that you give right it's going to be going after the 50 50 balls and the and the loose rebounds things like that that is what patrick williams can control that's place in the offense, how many plays Billy Donovan runs for him, those aren't things that are going to be in his control. But the aggressiveness, if you play with that aggressiveness each and every day, Billy Donovan is going to notice and going to run more sets for you. And then you're going to see how you're going to play. And even taking it away, your teammates are going to want to get you the ball when they see you diving and cutting to the rim. So that is something that's going to unlock, hopefully, Patrick Williams' game. And so Listen, he's not there yet. He's not even remotely close for us to being able to say he's made that step that Kobe White has made this season. And Kobe, in a lot of ways, has made a leap, not just a step. But with that being said, he just is not there. And so you, 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 he's starting to lay the groundwork. Much like Kobe White laid the groundwork for the season that he's having now, last season, when you watch how he defensively made decisions in those games, how his passing grew, how his ball handling grew, the shot wasn't falling for him, but now he came into the season built that confidence, and now everything's rocking and rolling for him. This could be the season where Patrick Williams starts laying some groundwork for him, right, which he should have been doing regardless. I'm not saying that he shouldn't have been. He should have been doing this. But he starts laying that groundwork and then builds off on that to then get to the next level, maybe even next season, maybe by the end of the season, whatever it is, but Patrick Williams is starting to add those things to this game that we've been wanting to see for a while, and we're going to need it, especially the aggressiveness tonight coming against the Philadelphia 76ers, which is the next topic for today. Man, this is a game that I will say this. This does not seem like it's going to be an easy game for the Chicago Bulls at all, and it's not going to be. This is going to be one of the Bulls' biggest tests yet. When you look at where The Philadelphia 76ers are Joel Embiid leading the league in scoring at 34 points per game, 34.4 points per game, if you want to be exact. He's also fifth in rebounding in the league, averaging 11.7 rebounds per game. Then when you take that and look at the Philadelphia 76ers as a whole, they're the third-ranked offense in the league and the seventh-ranked defense in the league. It's going to be a tall test. They're sixth in three-point shooting percentage. They're fifth in rebounding, seventh in block shots, and sixth in, in turnovers per game meaning they don't turn the ball over much at all. Those are all areas where the Chicago Bulls usually find success in, in games that they start, that they can win. So this is going to be, everybody's going to be tested. Um, Torrey Craig's already listed as doubtful. Uh, Alice Crusoe's listed as questionable. So we're going to be missing two big, important role players, especially in a game like this, against a team like the Philadelphia 76ers. This ain't getting easy for the Chicago Bulls. Let's be clear on this. This is going to be a game that's probably going to suck, right? The, for, the, for the players, I'm not even talking about the Bulls getting blown out or in out or anything like that. But the players, gonna, you're going to have to give so much effort in this game that you just can't take a play off. The Bulls are going to have to come in this game being able to execute at, as well as they had at any point in time. And then, look, the Philadelphia 76ers also, surprisingly enough, the health, one of the healthiest teams in the league so far this season. Tyrese Maxey has been balling this season, like stepping into that role left by Joe, by uh, Harden leaving, averaging 25.6 points per game, 6.7 uh, assists per game, 4 rebounds per game on 46% shooting. Tyrese Maxey is balling right now, and that's going to be a big matchup for Kobe White with the way that Kobe White's been playing as well. Um, I, I can't wait to see these two point guards go at it. But listen, we got to do some other things to contain other players going, that, that, are, that are on the Philadelphia 76ers team if we're going to want a chance in this game. So, the controllables, the effort areas, turnovers, taking care of the ball yourself, rebounding the ball heavily. This is going to have to be a game where we rebound as a team and fight and compete as hard as humanly possible to be able to be in this game. We, we can't have the, 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 the big quarters that we give up. We can't make the, the harebrained mistakes defensively in rotations, things like this, because they are going to force switches on a lot of these players. You got uh, what we already talked about, Joel Embiid, what he's averaging. Tyrese Maxey averaging over 25 points per game. You still got Tobias Harris averaging 16. Kelly Oubre Jr. is averaging almost 15 off the bench for them. De'Anthony Melton's averaging 12 points off the bench for them. Listen, this is a team where you do not want to take lightly. This is, And De'Anthony Melton's actually starting, not coming off the bench. This is going to be a difficult game, and this is going to be a game where um, everybody, Drummond, Vooch, rebounding-wise, they're going to have to be on their P's and Q's. We may even have to play Andre Drummond more than what we're used to this game, especially when you look at a player like like uh, Torrey Craig being out. And then Billy Donovan is going to have to rely on one of these rookies, whether it be uh, going back to Daylon Terry like he did last game, or it's playing uh, Julian Phillips more and, and allowing him to go, go through some things because, listen, when you look at the depth that we have right now, Alex Caruso out. Torrey Craig's out. Javon Carter's been so up and down this season. You got Iota DeSumo who's been playing pretty well. You got Andre Drummond. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boost. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to one thousand dollars. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Someone ...who's just being drumming, but outside of that, you're going to need a Terry Taylor. You're going to need a uh, 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 Henry Drell if he ends up getting in there. You're going to need a Julian Phillips to get in there. Maybe even some Adama Sinogo if they end up calling him up. This is going to be a test of the Bulls' depth. This is going to be a test of the bulls execution this is going to be a test of everything that we've shown positively over the last couple of games everything is going to be tested in this game everything and this is already a team that even when they were struggling at points in past they've given us fits and we're going into Philly at that this is everything is this is going to be either a statement win or a disgusting loss for the Chicago Bulls either way that it comes down to or I could say that if the Bulls the way that they have been competing with these teams. Maybe it does come in, and it is one of those games where the Bulls just fight and compete hard, and we're looking to say, hey, they went toe-to-toe with one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, and I'd love to be able to say that. But listen, the uh, the, the Philadelphia 76ers aren't going to throw the Chicago Bulls any bell in any area or facet of the game tonight. This Bulls team needs to be locked in, period, point blank. Let's see if they can do it. But before we end this show... We got to get into the mailbags, and we had two voicemails left from over the weekend that I wanted to get into. This first one, this one's from
2: Shay. Yo, Hayes, what's up, man? Look, I'm going to keep it real with you, bro. I think nine times out of ten, the one person that we might – one team we might need to look to trade Zach Levine to is maybe the Washington Wizards. And the reason why I say this is because not only do they have uh, – they have something that we could use, which is a young point guard and that guy Tyus Jones. I know you probably heard me talk about him. And in your chat last night after the loss of the Miami Heat, I I think that he could definitely help us out a lot. Now, look, I understand that Kobe White is our point point guard, whatever, whatever. I'm not saying that. But, like, when it comes down to, like, the the last shot of the game, I feel like he could help get Kobe White and – there and they're in their right spot. Plus, he's a, he's a plus defender and he's and he knows how to play make. So hopefully that can take some pressure off Kobe Ryan plus. We probably might be looking to move on from Javon Carter since he's not giving us much when it comes to the offensive and the shooting. And again, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but I know his last name is Jones and he plays for the Washington Wizards and he did a pretty damn good job with, with John Morant with uh, all the Memphis Grizzlies last season. When John Moran was out, I figured we could possibly use him off the bench, or maybe we could use him and the not up a couple. Who knows? But I feel like he could definitely help us out. And hey, if we have to move DeMar DeRozan or
1: Zach Levine and get him, oh, so be it. Anyway, tell me what you think. Please. All right, so Shade, focus. Like, people forget. Tyus Jones was a player that I was high on this offseason that I would have loved the Chicago Bulls to trade for. And everything that you said about him is right. Now, you have to match salaries, though. And Zach Levine's over $40 million salary isn't something that easily slots in. Now, Tyus Jones makes $14 million per year. Uh, Kyle Kuzma makes twenty five. million. That gets you to 39, 25 and a half. That gets you close enough to match it, right? But are they going to be willing to give up Kyle Kuzma? I don't think so. And then even some Bulls fans are going to say they don't want Now, Kyle Kuzma does fit. What we've heard about the Chicago Bulls team winning a win now player, a player that can help contribute to winning now, it comes in at that power forward slot. Maybe then you move Patrick Williams back to the three once DeMar DeRozan is, is traded eventually, if that happens. So there's some things you can look at with that. But I, I, d- stay away from the Jordan pool. I don't want to hear the conversation about Jordan pool. Hell no. Hell fucking no. Please no, God. No, please no, 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 no. But just the, the framework of Tyus Jones, that $14 million contract, here's what I'll say. Tyus Jones is a player that we heard could be on the move. The Washington Wizards could look to do that. We don't really know a lot of what they're going to do, what they're looking to do. Um, Maybe it comes in a different deal. But I love Tyus Jones theoretically as a player. I just don't know if I see the Washington Wizards being in on the Zach Levine trade, considering they just traded for Jordan Poole. And look at the season he's having for that team. And I don't personally want Jordan Poole back. Maybe the Bulls look at it and say, hey, we can go ahead and get Jordan Poole back. He can maybe slot in, maybe because we have a structure, maybe he plays better. I don't foresee that, especially considering he's in the first year of that extension, that huge extension. Now, it's a much less contract than Zach Levine's. Look, at the most he'll be paid is the last year of that deal in 2026-27, and that's $34 million versus the over $40 million of Zach Levine's deal. But I just, it's, I mean, I get it what you're saying, and the player that you're targeting there, Shea, is a really good player to target. I just don't know if I see it happening, if that makes sense if the Washington Wizards end up being that trade partner. Hey, I could be wrong. I would love to be wrong on that. But, you know, let's end up seeing it, man. Well, let's get into this next voicemail. This hey, one's it's from Cornelius. Hey, it's man. Uh, let's
3: just go ahead and let's get into this thing. Um, D-Lo. D-Lo, D-Lo. Um, I did agree with you that he will kind of uh, take away from what Kobe doing. Um, D-Lo, we all know, is not a superstar. D-Lo, not even an all-star. Not a Not a star. He's an above-average role player. And what is an above-average role player? Just a starter. He's good enough just to be a starter in the NBA. Um, he will come here he will know his role. Like he always... Now, I'm not comparing like I said, I'm going to compare these things. I'm not going to compare Kobe and P. Will to A.D. LeBron. But who gives a fuck when it comes to that? Because when it comes to Chicago, he's not going to be the main focus. He's not going to be what the team is built around of. No. And like I said, um, he's a guy that knows what he needs to do at the time he needs to do it. So when I be telling people these stats, oh, yeah, he just hit 35, 13, 17. I want you to look at LeBron and AD stats. That's when they had bad games. Now when he scored like 10 points, 15 points, he have 11 assists, double digits assists off every game. So like today, Kobe started off slow in the first quarter, zero points. D'Angelo will help that, will answer that. And then when the young man get hot, he will go ahead, and let him handle it. He ain't going to take away. I've been seeing it. I've been watching it with my own eyes. And like I said, okay, people go going to say, well, that's LeBron maybe. Granted, Understandable. But like I say, D-Lo is a very smart guy. Intelligent dude. High IQ offensively. We all know what he is defensively. Shaky. But he ain't sucky. But I'm just going to say, like, that's why I want him on the squad, because let's be real. We're not getting Jared Vanderbilt. We're not getting Austin Reed. Those are the two that I actually want. So, Reason why I've been saying D Low, because like you, that's the realistic choice. Just because that value has depreciated. So, um, all right, Hayes. I was going to say something about Zach Eady, but i wait for Zach Eady to get in the NBA to speak on him. Have a blessed day, King. Blessings.
1: All right. And so Cornelius has been one of the players, one of the, the people most vocal about this D'Angelo Russell. And let me go ahead and debunk this. I'm going to de- debunk this from purely basketball stats and analytics. And we'll see what, where it goes and how you feel about it. So you mentioned and you talked about D'Angelo Russell as a player that when he's not scoring, he gets you double-digit assists. D'Angelo Russell has three games this season of having double-digit assists. Three. Three of those. Let's be clear here. Three of those. So, no, he is not this player that you try to lay out that gets play other people involved in that's just intelligent, high IQ, high-passing point guard. D'Angelo Russell is not that. He's not a guy that's going to get you a ton of assists. I don't know what games you're watching. Three games this season. Three. Is what he's had double-digit assists in. Yes, he's playing with a player like LeBron, who who brings a lot of gravity. Things like that. D'Angelo Russell is not that guy. But then the most important thing is the thing that you said is not a th- is isn't an issue. It's the fit between him and Kobe White. You say that he doesn't take away from Kobe White. D'Angelo Russell's usage rate is ridiculously high, twenty-three point five. You know what Kobe White's usage rate is? Right around the same area. But the more the more thi- the more poignant thing, and why the Kobe White. D'Angelo Russell thing won't work. It's much like the Vooch and DeMarta Rosen thing. Um, they get their offense from the same spots. Go and look at uh, D'Angelo Russell's shot chart and then go and look at Kobe White's shot chart and overlay those two things. They get their shots basically in the same area. Most of their shots come out in the perimeter from the three point range. But then when you look at uh, right now, Kobe White is 51%. 51% he's shooting. At, at, at in in the um in the post and that and and D'Angelo Russell fifty seven percent shooting it better, but he's taking hundred and seven shots there. Kobe White is also taking hundred and ten shots there out on the perimeter. Kobe White is taking uh a uh, three hundred and sixty one three so far this game, uh this season. I think is what it is three hundred and twenty from D'Angelo Russell, and they aren't the Splash Brothers. That's then an undersized backcourt. D'Angelo Russell is not the guy you are trying to paint out. There is no stat, no analytic, and the and we could talk about the eye test. He's definitely not that guy. We have to stop trying to force players into making it seem like there's something that they're not because D'Angelo Russell is not that. He isn't. He's also turnover prone. So, yes, he's a he's a high-level role player, and I'm not saying that D'Angelo Russell was a bad player by any stretch because he's not. He's not a bad player, but he's not a player that's going to fit and make this go. and he does take away from the best storyline that we have, and that is the growth of Kobe White. I don't see it. Now, if he was more of a traditional— pass first point guard like a tyus jones that can shoot some that's a different thing but d'angelo russell is a high volume guard that's the same thing that we have in kobe white i don't see it and again they play the same position i don't see it brother but hey maybe i'm wrong you guys can let me know what you think down below but that's my time for today guys make sure you guys are following the show at bull central pod you can send us any feedback questions comments concerns Pod at gmail.com lastly if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. Thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red right if you can, y'all. Peace.
0: This has been a presentation of the Break, Break- Media. Media.